Welcome back to the Venture Geeks podcast, where we take the imagination from our fiction and bring it into reality, into the outdoors. Aww. That was good. Welcome back to, after our week-long hiatus, that's my bad, guys. I've been doing some pretty crazy things I'll talk about later on. You'll go into detail about that one. Yeah, actually, I'm going to. So, this episode, because we had you fans vote, we are going to do this episode on the DC Universe app. About some of the shows and some of the uh, stuff you can actually do on the app, it's pretty, it's pretty unique, I would say, over Netflix. I mean, I don't, maybe it's not better than Netflix, but it's definitely different. Yeah, hey, let's fight words there, Eric. It's a little more interactive, I would it's, say. It's definitely more interactive. So we're gonna talk about that, and then I'm kind of gonna tie our nature section into some motivation and some real life crap i would say so it's going to be a more inspirational motivational segment for the nature section today so um where do you guys want to start with this dc universe app well, let's, let's have ian start he's our yeah what do you want to what DC do you want to talk our about second dc resident second dc resident well, i mean i would say second only because i no offense no well, yeah, you know more about everything. I just said no offense, so I just want that to be known. <laughs> see, see, when someone says no offense, there's always offense, so. Yeah. Well, that I'm true. trying not to offend anyone here. That's all. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. Uh, You're well, welcome. Let, let's, like, talk about, like, how it is actually different than the uh, Netflix and yeah. Hulu and all that stuff first. Because this is the only streaming app that I know of that you can read comic books. Well, Comicsology. Yeah, well, well, do, do they have TV shows and no, stuff on that though? Yeah. So this is like kind of like Netflix, but with comic books that you can actually read if you have the subscription. And they have a large library. I think they have yeah, more. Uh, thank more... you. We were just kind of going through some of it. And they've but added a lot I, since. Uh, so we we're started. we're going through the app right now on my Roku TV. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you feel like Roku, you know, send me some stuff here. Trying to throw some free yeah, sponsorship out here. Yeah. Same thing with DC Universe app. All right, guys, we're uh, we got your back. Yeah, we're talking yeah. you guys up here. So throw us a free month or something. Yeah, and and that goes with it. It's a lot harder to navigate, I think, on here than it is like on the actual app. Yeah. They, on the actual app, like if you well, hold on, I'm pulling up on my phone right now. It is easy to read a comic on the phone. I found. And and this TV. is what. Eight bucks a month because I mooch off of Ian, so I don't know, actually know how much it costs a month. <laughs> it's about eight bucks. I, I bought like the year subscription. Okay. That's what I did too. Yeah. Seventy nine ninety nine. not bad. That's it's not 80, bad at all. Eighty five yeah. if you're including tax. So. Yeah, because what Netflix is what now? Eleven to twelve bucks a month now. Well, something on, like that. Depends yeah. on the, yeah, because with the, all the different if it's screens. like if it's not for the like HD, I think it's like eight or nine. If it's for the HD, I think it's like up to twelve. And then who knows? And then who knows with uh, Disney Plus how much that'll cost a month? I think they already announced that at D twenty three. I think it was around ten to a, no, it's seven to ten dollars. I forgot which oh. it was. It was actually I don't know. They've got more original content yeah, already lined Disney up. Disney Plus doing that whole like uh, Hulu ESPN bundle. Yeah. Like bucks or something. Yeah, so you can add shit on. Yeah, of course they I, were. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't need ESPN either. But it's already bad. Enough. Um, I'm doing fantasy again this year, so. so basically, the DC Universe app has obviously everything DC. They definitely have a larger comic comic section than they do shows. I have to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's just because they have a lot of comics on there, but I mean, as far as shows go, and I, I mean, they have I'm some good shows for the app, so. But as far as shows go, like they have a lot of series on here. Like if you look, yeah, click new on stuff, series, old stuff. They have about animated live action. Oh, the animated, definitely check out the animated section. Yeah, got, uh, the original Batman animated series. There's like two. there's thirteen live action series on here. So like, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, animated series. I would say it's probably more known for their animated movies and their live-action originals. 18 animated series on here, movies. DC has been, usually between DC and Marvel, Marvel has been great with the live-action. DC beats them in. Well, DC DC kicks ass on animated, anything animated, hands down. I don't think there's really any Marvel animated stuff that comes close, in my opinion. Well, there was Earth's Mightiest Heroes a couple of years back. Then, for some reason, they decided to cancel that and bring us Avengers Assemble. But if you compare that to Young Justice, I mean... Yeah. 42 movies on here. 42 so, movies. 42 movies, 13 live-action series. And what did I say for animated series? I can't remember. Maybe 13 again? Maybe 13. 13. So, so, it's got I, a good assortment of movies yeah. and TV on here. Hey, why don't you just break it down section by section. Do, like, the live-action shows first at the beginning. Yeah, we can do that. Through. All right, so yeah, DC's got uh, tie-ins, which it's come out. They're coming out with season two. two in two days. Well, well, two days. As, as much as I say we should talk about their original content, we're talking about the original content. Well, uh, yeah, I think we should focus more on the original content. But and by original, we mean you can only watch this on the DC yeah. Universe app. So there's what Titans. Titans. Great yeah. Doom Patrol, which was phenomenal. Swamp Thing and Swamp Thing, my personal favorite. And then they're announcing more stuff and like Young Justice, Young Justice. Yeah. yep, Young Justice Outsiders. And then they have season two of Titans coming out in what tomorrow or today? Tomorrow, if you're yeah. listening to this tomorrow, um, Friday. Friday, Friday, yeah, Friday. Friday okay, fair, fair enough. <laughs> and then they have Star Girl that they're gonna do. They have Harley Quinn, who is being voiced by Kit. What's her name? Kaylee. Kaylee Cuoco. Cuoco. Kaylee Cuoco. Penny from. Penny Big from Bang. Big Th- Bang. Bang. There you Big go. Bang. There you go. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like almost a mature rated cartoon too. So it, it's it. I got the vibe that it would be like a Deadpool cartoon if it were like no holds barred. That's kind of what well, I got from it. Harley's got that personality, so I would be disappointed if there were, wasn't something like that. Well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you guys want to just go down the list and just sure. talk about Titans first? Yeah, yeah. I think that's like the one of the big shows that well, DC... That was the first thing that they Yeah, that was the first. And there was a little... There was some controversy. People were like, well, we love the Titans cartoon. We were back when we were kids. I'm not sure it's going to translate to the into the live action. And I was very impressed with the live action show. Yeah, it w- I thought it was really good. I, think, I still think it's the weakest out of the three. Yeah, you think? I think so. I, I like Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing better, but it's their take on a mature action drama superhero yeah. show because each of these shows have their kind of own genre because you have Doom Patrol that's kind of like action comedy, 
And then you have Swamp Thing that's just straight up uh, action horror show. Uh, th- maybe there's some comedy in Swamp Thing that we missed. Mm, I didn't catch any. D- dark comedy, <laughs> you know, because it's a horror show. But, like, as far as Titans go, though, like, they, they threw a lot of shit into this. They 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 had, you know, they had Nightwing, they had Starfire, mm-hmm. they had Beast Boy, Raven. Raven but they also well. had Hawk and Dove. Yeah, which I, I, I honestly, I had no idea about Hawk and Dove until I saw this. Titans. I remember them briefly from the Justice League cartoon mm-hmm. back in 01 and 02. And um, when I first read, saw them, I'm like, ah, maybe they're like two big characters. Then the live action really like uh, express. And I love I, I love the actor who plays uh, Hawk. It's um, Alan Richardson. Yep, who played famously Thad Castle from Blue Mountain State. If uh, anybody watched that out there. Well, I mean, I would also say he played Aquaman in Smallville. Oh, that too. That too. Wasn't Smallville? Yep, he played Aquaman. Huh, I'll be. And then you have my personal favorite, Wonder Girl. I liked her a lot. Stop with the the eyebrows. Stop. Connor Leslie, I don't know, have you looked at her Instagram or Twitter? No. She's actually like a a really good photographer too. Oh. You should take a look at it. It's pretty good. So, my wife possibly. (laughs) Yeah, sure, man. (laughs) Sure, Eric. I think she's she's way out of my league. Um, and then, um, and then they, <laughs> I, I will say, um, I'm going to get back to that later. Um, I will say the one thing that Titans kind of lacked for me was I didn't, maybe I didn't really quite understand the villain, but I didn't really think the villain was all that great. What, Trigon? I mean, he wasn't really, he wasn't the main bad guy though. He was there, but he wasn't like, they, they had oh. the, the nuclear family was a focus for a while too. Yeah, but. Trigon is sort of like, okay, if anyone, um, just, to, to, just a little recap, if anyone doesn't know anything about Titans, uh, Trigon is Raven's father, who is basically, right. I think basically I can say he's like the devil, like the demon from hell. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's basically the devil, yeah. Yeah, incarnation of the devil. So, you know, this old prophecy with he's supposed to use his daughter, Raven, or Rachel Roth, which is her, with like her, um, her alias, her human name, supposed to use her to act as a bridge between, like, the demon world and the real world, and he's going to cause living chaos in the, the real world, which, if you saw the Teen Titans show back in 03, they had a whole segment arc where mm-hmm. Raven turns, was it 17, 18, and that's when her father is supposed to use her as the uh, bridge to from hell to the, yeah. to the world. So they're kind of going off a little bit of that uh, story arc from back in the day and merging it into this uh, new I w- Titans. Yeah. I will say that of the Titan show, I think... Who's the actress that plays Raven? She, I think, is like the highlight for me for the show. Like, um, Tegan Croft. Yeah, she did very well with this role. I'm excited for season two just because of her. I also think um, the guy who plays Robin was pretty good too. It's Uh, just Brendan. I'm gonna gonna, like butcher his last name. That's fine. Traits. Traits. Right, yep. the guy who plays Robin Dick in the Grayson. show, Dick Grayson. Uh, oh man, I'm terrible with names. Ray, you got any, you got any uh, ideas? Hold on, I'm trying to. <laughs> you're the comic guru here, so I kind of need your help, buddy. Well, that's just pronouncing Brenton an actor's name. Thwaites, I believe. Thwaites, yeah. Thwaites, yeah. The only issue I had with him was some of his acting seemed a little soap opera, soap opera y to me. 
Otherwise, it was pretty good. Like, the fuck Batman was kind of really forced. Like, I get that it set the tone of the show, but, like, I was like, ah. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, I know. They're, they're really trying to make it mature. Eric, tell me, tell me one thing. If you lived in your shadow in the Dark Knight your entire life, wouldn't you feel just a little bit of resentment against him? I would, but, like, in the context of a TV show, it seemed like they wrote it in a way that it was, like, they purposely did it just because they can get away with the mature stuff now. It, it seemed a bit forced for me, but that, that's like a little tidbit. Um, I was, my jaw dropped, my jaw dropped more when freaking Raven killed that one guy in the first episode oh, yeah, by no, like going cool. inside of him and whatever. I was like, Oh my God. It's going to be that kind of show. Yeah, it really set the tone. I think that set the tone more than just Robin saying, fuck Batman, you know? Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy like, the whole, um, I don't know, the, there's something like about the horror aspect. It's like, you, you said like, it's like a, for like seasons, you set in like a cold setting, you know, I think they were saying in Detroit. It's kind of um, yeah. The, I I, like, I did like how they moved away from Gotham and like yeah. the typical like DC cities like yeah Gotham and uh, Metropolis and they went ahead and did it in different cities. Um, I don't know. There was like and there's some episodes that I really wasn't interested in. Maybe per se uh, like there's a couple of them that were just slow. I didn't really like the whole thing with the nuclear family. I wish they had focused more on Trigon, and I get that. And Trigon is kind of like Thanos in this example, where he's the big bad, but you really don't see him up until like the last movie or two. Or the last yeah, but that's like altogether. Thanos was on there for five five hours or whatever. Yeah, up until like Infinity War and Endgame. But yeah, but like five minutes of screen time and like Guardians. Yeah, of the but like Trigon so far, and from what I heard, they're wrapping up that arc with the first episode of the next season, and then they're gonna either kill him off or whatever because the teaser that I saw basically ended with like raven having the little the gem yeah. the gem in her head and everything and i'm assuming that's connected with trigon well when i saw the trailer for titans they were i feel like they kind of fast forwarded a lot yeah so i'm interested to see how they're gonna wrap it up because they're really heavily teasing like destro well that yeah i was gonna titans say maybe it's all getting in, together and maybe it's all in dick's mind because when he went in the other episode season one yeah but that would be a huge f you to the fans honestly. yeah i do kind like of if, if at the end of season two they're like oh it's all in his head like that no absolutely not it makes no sense. that would be a like almost a doom patrol move because of how weird doom patrol can get but we can get on with that later i do love doom patrol i like doom patrol better than titans and i think i think part of like the real reason why titans faltered a little bit for me was that they tried to introduce too many characters without yeah, fully that. developing the original Titans first. Yeah, but I, I mean, they and it was interesting they how they did Starfire, because I, yeah. I wasn't sure how they were going to do that. Um, Starfire was pretty interesting as a character, I think, how mm -hmm. they like dealt with her like memory loss and how she was trying to remember everything. I do, yeah, I do like... Yeah. Um, She's a badass. <laughs> I feel like Beast Boy was kind of just thrown in there. Yeah... Just kind of like, hey, here's Beast Boy. And the fact that he could... I, I get that maybe it might be because of production costs with the CGI and everything, but he only ever turned into one thing, and that was the tiger. He didn't turn into anything else as far as I know. I mean, it's been a while since I watched the show, but I only remember him transforming into that. Maybe in season two, there might be an episode where he starts developing his powers more. I'm thinking maybe... I'm hoping that's the case. Uh, yeah. 
Well, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to change into an animal. You know, I've tried changing into an animal. So <laughs> it's not worked out for me. Yeah, but you're always on the prowling. Yeah. <laughs> for, dude. Wow, wow, wow. Always wow. prowling. I hate you. <laughs> Hey, he said it on me for once. That was great. Um, I do think season two is going to be better. And I think it's all because it's going to be a much bigger season. You have, it looks like Deathstroke is going to be the main villain. I kind of hope they they have him be a multi-season villain and have like him introduced in some way in season two, but not have like the final battle with him in, in season two. Because... For as far as Titans go, like Deathstroke is their main villain. Just going back from the original cartoon on Cartoon Network, yeah, it was Slade because they couldn't use well, the word yeah, death, death in, uh, yeah. in the cartoon. But that cartoon was awesome. But so curiosity, Eric, do you know who's playing Deathstroke? I do. Has that been released yet? I don't. I, I think it was released, but I don't actually okay. know. Hold on. Definitely not. The dude, Joe from- Mangiello, which was a huge tease at the end uh, of. Uh, Justice, Justice League. League, yeah, I was hoping, you know, because uh, and I thought it was brilliant because that casting, he looks like the guy who played Deathstroke in the Arrow TV show. Yeah, they look almost identical. But uh, I it's mean, too bad. I wanted. Well, that's uh, why they took him off Arrow was because they were going to use him. In, uh, yeah. League. Okay, so Titans Deathstroke is what? What's his name? What's his name? I have the picture of him. I just don't know his name. It's too bad. I wanted. Uh, is um, Isai Morales? Isai Morales. That, that is not ringing any bells for me. What? what? He, he looks very familiar. What is? He? I don't know what he's in. Hold on. I think he was in a sci-fi series. Was it Stargate? Isai... Hold on. Bear with us. Just... Isai Morales. He was on... That's very familiar. He was on Ozark. Okay. For those of you who watch Ozark... I... I kind of fell off of that train. I like Jason Bateman, but I don't know if I like Jason Bateman in a serious role. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it the first season was good. It's just there. There's only so much you can do with that show. I don't know. I'm I'm too used to Jason Bateman being the rest of Element. Yeah, like, true. Not used to serious Jason Bateman. Hey, you know some actors can pull pull up multiple multiple roles. You know, yeah, you I mean he does good in the season that I saw. It's I mean, just I got a little bored. Yeah, back on track. Right, back um, on track. Anyway, but so, yeah, he's playing. Uh, Isai Morales is playing Deathstroke, and then they announced that Crypto was going to mm-hmm. be in it in some capacity, and Superboy. I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. I don't know either. What, well, I mean, just... I always like the Connor Kent Tim Drake friendship. Maybe we'll get some sort of Tim Drake. Maybe it won't be Tim Drake. Maybe you can't throw a third Robin in there. She can throw. You sure you can throw a third Robin no, in there? No, you absolutely cannot. No, you already got two Robins no. in there. We'll call him you Red know, Robin. You know what I would like to see, though, is because I did hear that Jason Todd was going to be more prevalent in this season. I'm wondering if maybe at the end of... Oh, death well, not so much that. I wonder if by the end of season two, Destro takes Jason Todd under his wing, and then Jason Todd becomes Red Hood in season three. Huh. That would be a... That'd be a that would, no, like <laughs> no. I think it would be an interesting take. I would be interesting, but I'm just too I'm too much of a stickler for the comics. Like, yeah, I can't. I know. It, no, it, I mean, it's, it would get so many comic book fans like, why? 
why are you doing this? Like, that makes no sense. Oh, does it make sense in the comics where he came back after Superboy, like, cracked open the uh, Infinite Earth? Well, I mean, technically he didn't come back after they cracked open the Infinite Earth. He came back with the Lazarus pit. I thought, the, I thought in one version of the comics he came this back. This is out of my expertise, Wait, ladies and gentlemen. Todd, right? It just not yeah. He came back with the Lazarus pit. Was that how he first came back? I thought he came back oh, after. That's how he first came back. I got the comics over there. Well, it looks like we're going to have to huh. crack them open at some point. What the hell did I read? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But I, I also did well, hear... Anyway. <laughs> I also did hear that all the other side characters are going to be more prevalent. Like Hawk and Dove, we're going to have another Plus, couple. Yeah, I really like yeah. Hawk and yeah. Dove. And then I heard... The only one... thing I didn't like... I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Continue, continue. The only thing I didn't like was how they killed the original Dove. Yeah. 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 It just made no sense. Mm, yeah. It was kind of like, hey, we're going to have this happen, and then you two are going to be romantic. It just it makes no sense. Yeah. Plus, yeah. that's not originally how he died, so right. that's another thing I have a problem with. And then, of course, Wonder Girl is going to be in there more. Don't raise your eyebrows. That's creepy. You're freaking our, um, you're freaking our fans out. <laughs> but here, here's another question for you guys, though. Well, that With, means that you're not going to be uh, after Spider-Gwen anymore, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but here's here's the question, though. If Since they are adding Superboy mm-hmm. and then all these other characters, do you think Deathstroke is going to be the only villain in this this season? I know Trigun's going to be in, in the first episode of season two, but I believe that's where it ends with him. But do you guys think that it's only going to be Deathstroke, well, was, or are we going to have... Was Jericho teased to be a villain, or...? I don't know. I have no clue. Uh, anything about Brother Blood or the Brotherhood of Evil? I didn't hear anything. I think they're keeping it kind of under wraps other than Deathstroke. Okay. Maybe, I don't know, maybe yeah. they have something like that. Well, here's a theory for me, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Superboy was a experiment from Cadmus, right? Yep. With yep. the DNA of Superman and Lex Luthor. Uh-huh. Well, maybe in season two they could hint at Cadmus or even like Sleuther being one of the bad guys. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be I'd be about that. And then we have a whole discussion about who. Yeah, should... there's already been so many Lex Luthors. Like, oh, can we just get John Cryer from a uh, Supergirl? Oh I mean, God, that would, be, that would be cool. But at the same time, like, I actually saw he actually did pretty good as a like because I just remember him as the the neurotic brother from two and a half. Yeah, yeah thing, that's there's what no... I was gonna say. There's no CW shows on the right. DC Universe app, so I'm pretty sure that hits some kind of like copyright thing. So it's all about the money. Yeah, I don't see. I there's no way that unless they like make Deathstroke super OP in this season, that there, there almost has to be another villain because there's no way just him can take on all of these these heroes. Well, he, he can for like two seconds. He's gonna like punch like. Donna Troy in the face, she's gonna laugh and punch him right put a hole in his chest. Well, there's gonna be Ravager. Yeah. She was introduced as a villain in the Jeff Johns Teen Titans run. See, and that's why I that's why I think they might have Jason Todd turn. If you haven't read the Jeff Johns Teen Titan run, it's really good. Oh I'll Which just add just, that to uh, the ever growing list. <laughs> just uh Jeff Johns in general. It's on the DC universe. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the DC universe. Out. All right. So, so that, so, the, so here, that's our yeah, speculation that's for <laughs> Titans. How about Doom Patrol and the Swamp Thing? Hold on. Yes. Yeah, so now, um, moving it's on from. It is a Daily Planet. Sorry. Isn't that Stark Tower? You know we're recording, right? They start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're no, that's yeah. Avengers Tower. Yeah. Back screw. 
We're looking at the Roku, at the Roku screensaver. screensaver. Yeah. We've got the Empire State Building of the Daily Planet. Isn't that the town hall from Back, Back to, to the Future? Future, yep. Yeah, hey, hey, that's I the, think uh, it's just a bunch of pop that, culture mixed up. That's the Red that's October cool. one for October in the, uh, in the Bay. Is huh? it really? Yeah. Okay. Right, All right. So, anyway, back, 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 back on um, tying up Titans, and which we'll move into Doom Patrol. But it is also important to note that one of the episodes in Titans was about Doom Patrol. We were actually just having this conversation. Yeah, conversation. I mean the the, the the timeline is kind of muddled, but um, Doom Patrol, um, I think, is definitely. I think that was the way they were trying to bring Doom Patrol. To yeah, so they basically Doom introduced them in a side mm-hmm. episode. And saw, probably saw how fans it speculated it. Robot Man, uh, Negative Man, Negative Man, and Elastic Woman. Yeah. So. Who's the Titanic? All right, get get focused. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this before. I have multiple times. Um, <laughs> um, oh, go, Jack. So Doom Patrol definitely. Not everybody knows about Doom Patrol. They're they're all very unique characters, yeah. and the way they do this show is, it's. Doom Patrol is definitely one of those shows where you really have to pay attention with what happens in every episode because, like, spacing out or, like, putting out background noise, you're going to get confused real quick. Yeah. A lot of it ties into each single, every single episode, too. And they just go so outlandish and wacky in some aspects yeah. that it's like, what the fuck just happened kind of thing. Like, I know it's the comic world, but still don't, like, expect logic in these episodes. Also, I thought Doom Patrol was pretty gory. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was definitely was not expecting it. Particularly from Robot Man. Yeah, and there yeah. was some there's was, wasn't there a little bit of nudity too? Because there was Robot Man before he became a robot. He oh, was oh, yeah, fucking this girl. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Disclaimer, missed that? there's a lot of swears that's gonna happen in this episode. Yeah, we this is going to be an explicit episode, guys. Just <laughs> throwing that one out there. Um but yeah, let uh so Robot Man was you want to just dive into him real quick, just of uh, who he is? Sure, I can dive into Robot Man. So it's uh, Cliff Steele, right? Yeah, Cliff Steele. Right, so he was this uh, race car driver back in the 80s. Um, you know, leaves his wife for a couple of days, checks up with the nanny, has like a freak out, tries to get his wife and kids back. Um, just looks like he's about ready to, you know... Snap. Well, snap, it yeah. was... Well, are we going by the comic or the TV show? I wanted to go by the TV show. Yeah. But, um... Just when he seems to get his life back together, car crash. Yeah, he crashes his car, and then his... Is it his brain that's put into a robot body? Yeah. And, so uh... Like, trying to come to terms with him being a robot, trying to move around like a normal human being. And, and, and just to add the little dagger there, he can't feel anything. So he can't feel, like almost any emotion. Yeah. He's just usually pissed off most of the show for the most part. That sounds like me on a daily basis. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have anything witty to say after that one. Um, and then we uh, played by Brandon Frazier, by the way, who Frazier. the mummy, the mummy from 1999. He, he and George of the jungle. <laughs> yeah. And he, he was definitely one of the highlights of the show yeah. for me. He did a very good job. He was probably the bulk of most of the profanity other than Crazy Jane, but we'll get to her later on. I think that's why they get along so well on the show. Yeah, well, that, they don't even – they didn't really get well, along. I don't know if I would say. <laughs> and well, so it was a weird father-daughter. Yeah, father, di- dynamic, yeah. And then we move on to 
negative man and negative man's a little more complicated i kind of there were some things i didn't understand he was a guy from white collar yeah, White Collar. I think that's the only thing I recognize him from. He, uh, oh, he, he played Neil played, Caffrey on White Collar. And he also played Chuck's nemesis in Chuck, the TV show. Oh, okay. With Zachary Levi. There you go. I forgot what his name is now. I don't, I don't remember his name, but he he was an astronaut, right? Yeah. Gay, well, gay astronaut. Pilot. Yeah, so he was one of like the first main characters in the... Matt Boomer. That's Matt, Matt Boomer. Boomer, there you go. Boomer. Boomer, sorry. He and he's actually gay in real life. I found that out too, yeah. which is cool. Um, one of the first gay superheroes, I'm pretty sure, to in recent memory, right? Right. Talking about live action. Yeah, live action. I'm pretty sure he's one of the first, and I'm surprised they didn't make such a big fuss about it. Um, but he's a he's an astronaut that goes up into space, and then I forgot what happened. Uh, he runs into this. Alien deity? Yeah, and his ship... Doesn't his ship blow up or something? And he... It was also an American Horror Story. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, he he crashes his plane, and he survives because the deity is kind of... Right, so... in his body. There's this, like, pure energy deity that comes out of his body whenever he, like... It wants, and it's... It can, like... It has kind of, like, electrical powers and some stuff like that. And it basically, whenever it leaves his body, he pretty much goes unconscious. Yeah, it's a place they call it the negative spirit. Yeah. So it's like, so he he shares a body with another deity. So it's almost like split personality a little bit. And he's always wrapped in bandages. Yep. Otherwise. Uh, he's got burns all over him. He's still got burns on his body, yeah. 50 years, 50 years later. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's a time jump yeah. in, in this show. Um, they start out in like the seventies and then they kind of bring it to almost current time. Um, and then we have Rita who is, um, Alaska last, last girl, last woman. Pretty sure it's Alaska woman. Alaska woman. I think Alaska girls from, uh, the Incredibles. I forgot who the actress Elastic was. Woman, April Bowlby. Okay. Which and she, I guess she was in two minute, two and a half minutes. Yeah. She was candy. She was, um, <laughs> That was her character's name in. Real fast. She played the dim. Explain yourself, please. She played the dim-witted girlfriend of Alan. Well, the really hot one that played stupid all the time. Her name was Candy, and I'm pretty sure she was a stripper on the show. Hey, she wasn't. I never watched it. So Two and a Half Men was pretty good. Eric, she wasn't that dim-witted. Was it good with Charlie Sheen on it or with Ashton Kutcher? Charlie Sheen. Oh, Charlie Sheen, easily. Sorry, sorry to Ashton Kutcher, but it was much better. My parents used to watch it. I just never watched it. Really, your father used to watch that? Yeah, man, it's part of the CBS lineup here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to repost it. I couldn't picture your father watching it inside like history stuff. Huh, this is this is a new experience for me. Yeah, and I mean he's a normal person, he watches <laughs> normal things. Um so that is you can just leave that. Oh yeah, so Rita. Her her She was an actress. She was an actress that what did she do? Fall in a swamp? She was exposed to volcanic gases while shooting a film in Africa. There you go. And then now she, like, whenever she loses... Whenever she gets stressed out. Yeah, whenever she's stressed out and loses control of her emotion, she turns into, like, this blob. Yeah, she can't yeah. control her size changes. Yeah, so it's kind of like... Um, so I think that her her thing is, I guess, trying to control her powers and also maybe move away from her uh, 
she was very like cold and hearty with the rest of the, the group. So it's it's almost like she has an anxiety disorder because this is one of the the key draws to me for this show was all the psychological aspects connected to each character. So you had Robot Man who I don't want to say was a psychopath because he uh, wasn't, but he didn't have any emotions really. Maybe he didn't. Wait, are you talking about Robot Man as Robot Man or Robot Man as Cliff Steele? Robot Man as Robot Man. Okay. Well, I mean. You're a robot, man. You don't really have anything. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying as far as psychological aspects go, yeah, that was... You can't feel emotions or pain or anything. Yeah. So. Uh, how about with, um, with uh, when it was Cliff Steele? I think he was a little more of a narcissist, I would think. Yeah. Say. A narcissist and, you know, cheated on his wife. And yeah. The only thing he really cared about was, was his daughter, and that yeah. was it. And then you had a negative man who... I mean, it's not really split personality, but it kind of dives into that a little bit and then you have rita who you could make the assumption that it is an anxiety disorder or well, even I mean, a little depression man, i would even say he was trying to hide who he actually was yeah there you go was, you was know, i mean back then what was it the 1950s when he was an air force pilot yeah 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 exactly and then and then we have my favorite character, Crazy Jane, Crazy Jane who Crazy I, they didn't really dive into. I mean, they kind of did. did a whole episode about her. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, they they do have the origin in there. <laughs> she played but by Diane Gutierrez, correct? Who, Guerrero. 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 She does a phenomenal job, mm-hmm. and her character basically she has 64 personalities, and each of them has its own superpower attached to mm-hmm. it. And some of them are pretty bizarre. Like there was one where she, I don't even want to say it was a Nazi thing, but she would say a word in a language and it would oh, come out. Sharp, it would turn into out. a sharp blade and she'd throw the the, yeah. uh, the word at people and it'd be almost like a knife. That was pretty cool. Uh, actually, I think she used that power to escape the doctor when they went to Argentina. So yeah, crazy the puppet guy. The puppet guy, yeah. yeah. Some comic book facts for you guys. Mm-hmm. It was created by Grant Morrison. And Grant Morrison's run on Doom Patrol is probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. If you ever get a chance to read, you really should. Because Grant Morrison always has those crazy out-there ideas. Um, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, um, so that, yeah, Crazy Jane. And she was experimented on, right? That was that was her origin. I, I'm fuzzy with some of these episodes. I think she, they sent her to like a, a psych ward, but not like a... Not like a place to help. Think more like um, a darker version of Arkham Asylum. Right, okay. Where basically they poked and prodded her and so tore her inside out. It was... Did you get saved by the doctor? What's the doctor's name? I don't Played by uh, Timothy Dalton. My favorite uh, actor from James Bond. Just, you know, Living Daylights, <laughs> 1987. Was he your favorite James Bond? He has a favorite James Bond, yeah. Oh, no. We're going to... No, 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 no. That's whole we're, we're gonna move on from that before we throw mics at one another Hold on. um, <laughs> um Timothy Dawson was probably one of my favorite guest stars on Doctor Who I didn't watch Doctor Who um but, again moving I, on cra- <laughs> but crazy crazy there's too much to talk about cra- crazy Jane had her own episode and they dove into like her mind this was my favorite episode it was literally called crazy jane patrol right yeah or jane patrol i did like how each title had patrol. patrol yeah exactly yeah, so you, you that was funny 
they even had a Paw Patrol, yeah. Doom, Doom Patrol, Patrol Patrol. Patrol. <laughs> the Doom Patrol Patrol episode was good. Yeah, it was, it was a homage to the original Doom yeah, Patrol. We talked about the original Doom Patrol. And then, and then Ezekiel, Ezekiel Patrol, where <laughs> the cockroach was the bad guy. They, do a Dan, they did a Danny Patrol, too. Yep. The street, right? Yeah. They, yeah. another Grand Morrison creation. Yeah, and they even carry that on to Weight of the Worlds, too. It's good. It's I haven't read it yet. Don't. Okay, sorry. I know he um, was in the Gerard Way run, which yeah. I have. I just haven't. Yeah, I'll, also, those of you who do end up having more questions about Doom Patrol, there is an article on the website that covers the TV show, as well as the new comic that came out, Weight of the Worlds. If you're going to read Weight of the Worlds, you got to read the, yeah, exactly. the first two volumes of Gerard Way's. Yep, because that's supposed to be what the show is about, and then Weight of the Worlds is supposed to be kind of a well, sequel, as far as I know. I mean, the show, I think, took from Gerard Way's, but yeah. also took a lot from Grant Morrison's run. Mm-hmm. So it was a combination of the both. Yeah. And then, who was the guy in the wheelchair? I forgot his name it's already. The doctor. It's doc, uh, Chief. Well, Chief. Yeah, Chief. Chief Niles Calder. And he, he's kind of like the guy who brings them all together. Well, I mean, we're not even mentioning the fact that Cyborg was in it. Oh, yeah. Duh. yeah. Cyborg comes in, what, two or three episodes in? Second, episode, second, second episode. Either the second or the end of the first episode. I think it's yeah, I think I want to say second episode. Uh, yeah, it was the second one after they go into the spoiler alert. Go donkey, donkey. donkey. It was up the donkey's ass or whatever. Yeah, uh, but, yeah I mean the fact that they had cyborg, which I don't think anyone expected cyborg to be in there. Especially yeah, after and he was, it was a good just coming after yeah. Justice League, and he was a good addition. He was he did very well too. I thought the guy who played cyborg was really good. Yes. And even the suit didn't look that bad. There's a lot of people that said it looked like shit. I thought it looked pretty good compared to the Justice League good. one. Yeah. I liked it better uh, than the Justice League costume. Yeah, I agree. Just look at too much CGI. Yeah. This, so with Cyborg uh, yeah. being in this, do you think he's going to be in Titans? Uh, I hope over. so. I really hope so. I mean, you can't think about Titans without thinking right. about it. Right. I do like at the end of the show, he does end up saying booyah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I, I will really say. I really how they use Grid. Yep. Because, like, and his the guy who played his dad was really good, too. Mm-hmm. Was that Phil Morris, I think his name was? <laughs> Back to the phone. Phil Morris, who also played Martian Manhunter in Smallville. Oh. So they really are drawing from nice. old C, uh, DC shows. Well, I mean, so you, you got to think about it. Smallville basically set the tone for yeah. superhero shows Absolutely. back in the day. I mean, that, that thing went 10 seasons strong. Well, the last couple of seasons were a little faltering, but... I still yeah, haven't I seen the show. Can't so. win them all with the seasons. All right. Well, Javon Wade played Cyborg, and then... Oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about Mr. Nobody. We'll, oh, we'll get to that. He he is the he is one of the highlights of the show. But um, going back... The cockroach. The cockro- cockroach. Cockroaches, too, yeah. Um, I will say, though, that um, he's a very different cyborg than, like, the cartoon. Because he's yeah, not as goofy. Yeah, even in the movie the one, he's one very a different. More serious, I yeah, think. Yeah, you're right. He's played by uh, Silas Stone, played by Phil Morris. Yeah. Yep. Phil Morris also had a lot of, um, uh, I think, voice acting credits too. Nope. Played Jackie Charles in Seinfeld. I forgot about nope. that. Nice. Classic Seinfeld. And then that, because br- so Cyborg, it, it, I think it kind of he plays kind of the middle ground between the yeah. classic cartoon cyborg and the justice league movie cyborg. Yeah. Cause there are moments where he is a little goofy, but he doesn't go full yeah. animated teen Titans. Uh, the cyborg and the doom patrol. Does he, is there any reference to like a 
is Apocalypse Tech or like the the no, mother box? Mother box? No. Uh, yeah, there was yeah, some mother box ones. Yeah. Box, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was some mother box right. um, mentionings. That'd be cool. If they could tie an apocalypse somehow with Dark Side. That would be kind of. I don't think they will, but I think yeah. that is pretty cool. Oh, Phil Morris also voiced Vandal Savage in the Justice League animated show. Yeah. yeah. Which which uh, which animated? Just like the original. Oh man, I was. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Um, da, 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 and then our da, da, lovely da, villain who kind of really isn't a villain at the end or he was a bitch at the end we shouldn't say he wasn't a villain he was just a bitch at the end mr nobody who was played by alan tudyk who does a fantastic job there's so many twists and turns with because he narrates the show yeah the villain yeah he breaks the fourth wall and narrates the show which which i'm not really a huge fan of because i don't like that whole breaking the fourth wall thing but i actually actually liked it i think it was cool <laughs> oh boy! Oh no! <laughs> but he—I thought he was cool. I—I I knew nothing about Mister Nobody, and I was still a bit confused as to what his um, gimmick was. Gimmick was, but he fucked with the Doom Patrol big time, in like hiding Chief from them, yep. and it, it got weird. He got it got weird, and then he recruited a rat who. <laughs> who basically crawled inside of robot man in one episode and messed with his internal <laughs> internal mechanisms. And then he recruits a cockroach and basically they join his team because one of the doom patrol, like hit their wife with a car or squished <laughs> his aunt or whatever. It was pretty funny the way they integrated it, but very, I think it was a very good show. I, I want to say it's up there with Swamp Thing with me. I think it it shares the same pedestal. I just know that the two, those two shows are better than Titans in my eyes. Oh, that's the same. I like it. I really enjoy Titans. Do you like Titans the best? Well, yeah, because I'm more of an action kind of person. You know? Okay. I, I like the, I don't know, because honestly, Doom Patrol, I didn't know too much about, but I just loved like, the, the Titans cartoon when I was a kid. So it kind of draws back to those memories. And Okay, uh, fair enough. What yeah. about you? What was the question? I was saying I was saying I liked Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing like as number one, and then Titans was my least favorite of the three. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah, of course. I think I think what drew me to Doom Patrol the most. I'm not disagreeing. I mean, (laughs) Titans was good. They're all three of them are very good. I actually prefer these three shows over the CW shows. More into Doom Patrol, I guess, than Titans. Yeah, I liked it more. Doom Patrol had. More episodes, even though I think it would have been fine with just ten episodes. Yeah, yeah. It, it was fifteen, right? Also, I believe. It also delves into a lot of like classic stuff that Grant Morrison did. Yeah, Grant Morrison. He's probably one of my favorite writers. Right. I liked it because it was very different, and yeah. it made you pay attention, and it brought a lot of like psychological aspects mm-hmm. with it because you know my education. I like that sort of thing. I love the fact that they brought Flex Mental in there. Yep, Flex Mental. Grant yeah. Morrison creation. Yep. And just the, it's, it's the super, the super powers are like funny in a lot of ways too, which, uh, it, there's just so much good, st- the character development and how they interact with one another. I liked a lot. I'm even going to say this was better than the umbrella Academy for me. Cause a lot of people compare the two cause they're similar because they're both teams are kind of like outcasted mm-hmm. like well i mean gerard R- gerard way wrote umbrella yeah. academy mm-hmm. so 
they're very similar. And um, I, I but lost you wrote Umbrella Academy before Doom Patrol. So yeah. I just to be okay. Um, what was it? I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, Man of Steel all the way. No, shut up with your <laughs> stupid Man of Steel. Um, That's right. I still like Superman. Yes. It's not my favorite DC, but no, I liked him in some some things. Not all. <laughs> um, so that brings us to Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. I just finished this last night. Um, horror take on a TV first. Superhero horror show that I know of. Uh, could be made for Constantine. Yeah, you could make that argument okay. for sure. I would have. I mean, uh, the first episode of Constantine was kind of a bloody horror yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, I would say that, yeah. You're so, right. You're right. So first, uh, heads up for anyone who wants to want in for the first time. Uh, the first five minutes really sets the tone of the show. Yes. There is. So while the other two shows were mature for like language a little bit of gore and profane like um action sequences yeah. this one is definitely mature for the gore, gore and the yes. horror aspects like there are dismemberment mm -hmm. there is dissection in here it's basically a horror tv show i mean there's one scene Protestory. where there's one scene in in the i think it's the first episode mm -hmm. where swamp thing comes out of the the swamp and basically takes vines and rips the limbs off of one guy using four different vines and yeah, tears sure, him into sure to a bunch of different pieces. Yep. I really liked this episode because it kind of branched away from the comics a bit and focused on Abby Arcane. And so let me let me back up a little bit. So the show basically is about how there are people dumping things into this swamp. It was, a, it was like this chemical accelerant to destroy the swamp, right? Yeah. And basically a scientist goes out and tries to like, I think he's experimenting with his own concoction to heal the swamp. Dr. Alec Holland. Yeah, Dr. Alec Holland. And he ends up, I forgot, what did he get shot? He got murdered, yeah. Yeah, he got murdered and fell in the swamp with some of the chemicals. And basically the swamp took his body and made him into Swamp Thing. Yep. But, however, after this all happens, the mo the major, like, focus is on Abby Arcane, who is... Um, CDC. Yeah, doctor. she works for the CDC and is trying to figure out what's going on with the swamp because it's also spreading into the human population and causing them to get sick, go crazy, Air. killing them. Did we mention where this show was set? So, the show is supposed to take place in the bayou. It was filmed in North Carolina, but it's supposed to take place in the bayou. I don't know why they didn't just film it in the bayou, but it was filmed in North Carolina. Prop production costs. And it was in, it's in the city of Murray. Murray, Louisiana. Yeah, Murray. Well, you know, maybe some people don't know where the bayou is. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this every there's like two or three scenes in every episode that like kind of scared the shit out of me. Because there were some things that were like not expected. It, it's not jump scares, I would say. It's really graphic as far as the gore goes and unexpected things happening. Not like pop scares, but like psychological things that happen throughout. Like me, like running from your past and like for it to catch up to you, kind of deal. Yeah, and that was kind of they like do. Abby's. In, yeah, Abby's, and then um, also with Blue Devil. Because the yeah. Blue Devil does make an appearance in the show, which is cool. And 
Daniel Cassidy is awesome. Yeah, Daniel Cassidy is awesome. <laughs> the cool part about this show, too, is like there's not really a villain because Swamp Thing is technically an anti-hero, if you, if you think about it. Because he is trying to protect the swamp, and he is he is killing people, but he's doing it for nature. And he's also, because there's a little girl that he ends up saving and ends up killing the girl. Or not the girl, the uh, the guy. Because that's the guy who he dismembered. Yeah. Uh, can you say there are any bad guys, though? I, I thought, like, the... The, the, the father that the oh yeah yeah uh what's his will, name will Patton, the actor hold on keep talking this, i'll find uh, it see like this uh ceo let's see more he's like, he's kind of a businessman slash is he he's not really the mayor technically but he has a lot of power in the town in the town but the, he, this rich guy was the reason that the swamp was acting the way it was because he dumped the chemicals in there to destroy the swamp and uh Build real estate, which you know we all know that's yeah, and 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 he tried to start like a pharmaceutical thing too. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, I think though that it wasn't just the chemicals, like the actual swamp. Isn't a part of the elemental force? Yeah, because they do they do go into the green, the green and the tree too. There was yeah. a there's a mention of the tree too. So it's like a mixture of like chemicals. Uh, too much. What happened? We're we're talking about swamp thing and um the bad guys. Yeah, so Avery Sunderland is his yep. name. He's like the human like. There's not really a super villain. There's like human villains that cause all of these these things to happen in the swamp. It's actually a lot of villains because you know every settlement. And then you have Jason Woodrow, who's the the doctor. Yeah, who's Veronic actually man. Yeah, Veronic Man. Who? Floronic. Sorry, Floronic. That's, I, thought I like, even I even looked that up last night too. That's Flor- I thought his name was Fluoride Man. No, it's Floronic. I thought. I thought no, this isn't Jimmy the Tooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. But yeah, and then they start like finding out that Alec Holland's not dead, and they find this swamp thing, and, and then they try to send Jason Woodrow in to yep. study him and take specimens of him. The actor was great at playing the neurotic, evil bad. Oh guy. yeah, there, there's not so, one. So speaking of actors, I think the guy who played Alec Alec Holland was really good. As yes. A human. Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought he was really good. And, of course, Derek Mears. Derek Mears yeah. plays actual Swamp we Thing. We met at Terrificon. Yep. It was awesome. Piper's it was really cool. And speaking of wife, I do love Crystal Reed, who plays Abby Arcane in this. She does a very good job. All right. <laughs> you got to pick, all right, Derek? Abby Arcane. I don't have to pick. You can't have both. <laughs> she, she, she plays a very good lead, I think. And I like the idea that they did focus on her character rather than Swamp Thing. I would have liked to have seen Swamp Thing be more present because if I'm, I was looking back at the show and some reviews and the only time Swamp Thing really gets involved is when somebody stumbles into the swamp. <laughs> he, I mean, he doesn't really leave the swamp all that much, which I get to a point, but I mean, if they come out with a season two, which I hope they do because right now it's canceled. I hope they go in that direction. And they also. Um, I don't know how can that be. T- did you guys mention Adam Xanadu? I did not mention her yet. I thought that was pretty cool because uh, oh, that was Adam yeah. Xanadu character I didn't expect because actually DC well, hasn't really done anything with Adam Xanadu. There's actually a lot of characters I didn't expect in there. Yeah, I don't know much about Madame Xanadu, so if you would like to explain a well, little so bit about was, her. She was like the one character I was unsure of. I didn't really of. anything about her until the Infinite Crisis Day of Vengeance tie-in. Mm-hmm. 
So that's kind of when DC kind of brought her back. Um, and then she had a, I believe she had a comic series during the New 52. Uh, Isn't she part of the Justice League Dark? Yeah, she was part of Justice League Dark. Because that actually the only time I, I saw her was uh, briefly in the Injustice where John Constantine mm-hmm. went to go see her. I think that was the last time I last thing I remember her. In. She kind of reminds me a little bit of Brother Voodoo, a little bit from Marvel. Yeah. Not yeah. That, not that Marvel that, or yeah. DC copy their characters at all. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do, but. Um, yeah, all of the horror elements in the show are there. Like, you have, like, some sort of slasher type. You have, like, the supernatural stuff because you have one episode where... What was her name? Um, it's the, the one episode where... Maria Sunderland was having hallucinations of her, her daughter, and her dead daughter ends up in the little girl who yeah. becomes possessed. I'm not, that, I'm not going to lie, that kind of scared the crap out of me, especially when you first yeah. see the daughter, like, the, the decaying flesh and all that. Yeah, there, there's, and then you have the gore aspect, and the dismemberment aspect. Yeah. And kind of the unknown, because there's that dark, that, they have, like, the whole supernatural villain of it, it was the darkness, yep. which kind of was put into it at random. I don't remember if they actually closed that arc a whole lot. I don't think they did because Swamp Thing ended on a big, a bit, lot of cliffhangers. Yeah, they had they they definitely filmed the show to have a season two, but for whatever, well, there are some reasons that we know of money where yeah budget and stuff money. where they did cancel it. I kind of they better pick it up because this I think deserves yeah. another season, and especially with what Derek Mears told us about them doing three seasons and then justice league dark they definitely should because they introduced blue devil blue devil in it very well too he yeah. looked the cgi for blue devil looked really good i do like his character too i liked it but, but... <laughs> i like the original costume okay fair enough wasn't fair he, enough wasn't there a joke he was like fused into the costume yeah which i really like because it, it I mean, he looked kind of... I think... I know what they were going for with this, with, like, a horror aspect kind of thing. Mm. The original costume just looked campy. Yeah. Like, he was just basically a blue guy with devil horns. Right. Which I thought was pretty cool. Okay. Fair enough. I also like Blue Devil, because that's the mascot for Central Connecticut University of Montreal's alma mater. (laughs) (laughs) CSU. That's where I came from, too. Okay. And we can't we can't just skip over the fact of how awesome Swamp Thing looked. Yeah, the costume for Swamp Thing looked unbelievable. I thought it was one of the better CGI slash um, practical Props, effects yeah. costumes that they've ever done. Period. I gotta tell you, Eric, if Swamp Thing had come out 10, 15 years earlier, you would have gotten a very bad. CGI. I just I remember. Yeah, it was it was very well done, mm-hmm. very well done. Um, yeah, I just hope that they bring it back. And then, spoilers. I'll wait a couple seconds for those of you who didn't watch it and need to pause this right now or skip over it. Uh, the post there is a post credit scene for yep. this season, and it basically take because um, what's his face, Jason Woodrow. Uh, ape part of Swamp Thing, he mutates and becomes 
the Floronic Man at the end in the post credit scene for the show. Basically, evil Swamp Thing. Yeah, basically evil Swamp Thing. And uh, probably should give some context in the show. At least in the in the show, uh, the reason Jason Woodrow goes down there and agrees to save the swamp because he's thinking that the swamp may mm-hmm. have some healing properties. Yeah, for his wife who he's has got, Alzheimer's. Yeah, Alzheimer's. Yeah. So, so, he, that so yeah, definitely gives a human aspect to it. Too, yeah, there, like you can see film. why he did it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the only one that was kind of really the dickhead was Avery Sunderland. He was kind of the greedy businessman that wanted yeah. everything. He, he kind of also had some personal reasons. It when he was a kid, it looked like his father was killed by the swamp. So I think. Oh had, yeah, that's true. He had a bit of a personal vendetta, and then it just spiraled downhill from there for him. I still think he was a dickhead, but well, no, anyway. he was definitely, well, he was definitely yeah, a, no, a jackass. Totally was. Yeah, but it gives it like some human elements. But yeah, I really, we really hope it comes back. It was anybody should. I would say that buying the membership for DC Universe just to watch Swamp Thing or just to watch Doom Patrol is absolutely worth it for like a month or two. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Definitely, definitely check it out. You don't have to like get the year subscription. You can do it month by month. So. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a lot better than the CW shows. Better than the Marvel shows, I'm I not, think. I'm not going to lie, Eric. I couldn't get into the CW shows. I could only get into Arrow for the first couple seasons and then Flash for like season two. And then I didn't even watch Legends of Tomorrow, really. Yeah, I, I, I tried. I really tried. I just couldn't. Nothing could like hold my attention on that. I watched Arrow. Yep. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I got you brought yeah. in the Flash. Mm-hmm. It was my second favorite DC. I mean, nothing against the actors or actresses. Oh, no, nothing against them. Stephen Amell is awesome, but it... And I got really into The Flash until it kind of was almost the same plot line. Yeah, I didn't like that. That's why I stopped. I love Legends of Tomorrow, but I only liked the first couple seasons. Yeah, I only watched a couple episodes. they kind of, like, mixed everyone up again, which I was okay with, but... Then, like, I don't know. I, I, I got too bogged down with TV mm-hmm. shows. So I was watching too many. Yeah. There's a lot of and TV then shows out there. I watched Black Lightning the first season. It was pretty decent, but it wasn't anything I was going to keep watching. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, their crossovers were fantastic. Yeah, their crossover their events crossovers are always are awesome. Really good. I, I tried really hard to watch Supergirl, but I just couldn't get into it. I didn't even try. It was just way too hard for me. <laughs> it's like, like the first... Anything past the first season? I got like ten episodes in, and then I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> it wasn't bad, like don't get me wrong, but it was just I have no interest in the character. Yeah. I mean, even I thought I would like it more when they brought in Martian Manhunter. Yeah. And then they brought. I didn't Guardian, even know they brought. Okay. And then I tried to get back into it when they announced Superman was going to be in it and Monel. And then I just I couldn't get into it. It was yeah. just bad. Uh, not that the show was bad; it was just bad for me that I couldn't get into it. And then I'll give Batwoman a shot. Mm, I'll I, only do it because of Ruby Rose. Because I, really I like, like Ruby her. Ruby Rose, yeah. I think it's going to be good. For those of you who haven't read the Detective Comics Batwoman run with Greg Rucka started mm-hmm. writing her, I would highly recommend that. J.H. Williams III really brought it with art on that. That's so a, Is that Cassie Kane or Cassandra? Cassandra uh, Kane? No, Cassandra Kane is... Um, Batgirl, that's um, she's like an assassin, name. right? Cassandra Kane. Cassandra Kane's uh, the new assassin, right? She came after Stephanie Brown, 
Because it's like, there's like Barbara Gordon, no, uh, Stephanie Brown, then Catherine Zen. Kate Kane is Batwoman. Kate Kane, be okay, in, all right. Uh, the TV show. Yeah. But okay. you know, actually, yeah. So I really liked her. She was actually brought in in fifty two, which I keep talking about, which yeah. is a really good comic series if anyone hasn't read it. Um, the thing with Batwoman is that she has a pretty good lineage as being um, she's Jewish and a lesbian. Okay. So that was pretty much one of the. I don't know if it was like the one of the first lesbian comic book characters, but it was a pretty big deal when they brought her in. Nice. Anyways, um, sorry. Time back to Swamp Thing. Do we have right. anything else that we want to add? Read Scott Snyder's run. Yep. Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing run. And Alan Moore. And Alan Moore's and the uh, even the Len Wein, Bernie Wrightson stuff, the Bronze yep. Age. Uh, please, please uh, come out with season two of Swamp Thing. Yes, and um. Those of you even more curious, uh, there's an article that we did put on the website about the Roots of Terror Deluxe Edition, which is by uh, various artists, uh, right. writers the, um, for Swamp Thing. It has Tom King in there. I think Alan Moore has one in there, maybe. Um, and then Lynn, Lynn Way. Lynn Wine. Lynn Wine. There you go. The One of the better Swamp Thing writers, for sure. Well, he's the one who created yeah. Swamp Thing. So. He, he's got a little mini issue in there too so check that out um you guys want to talk about young justice going into the animated yeah real quick i'm not caught up i watched season one and season two i haven't gotten to outsiders yet uh very briefly young justice is awesome uh you know it's kick ass it's like the grown-up version of teen titans which is saying a lot because the original teen titans run was you want to run result. briefly through the concept and the heroes that are uh, in it yeah sure so um you know well about like three seasons but uh, you know well, young justice is basically young justice like the young justice, justice league members league, yeah. yeah so it's mostly like the sidekicks or like the well they don't call, don't call them sidekicks yeah they get pissed about that yeah <laughs> all right so you got like robin one you got dick in the original, you got robin one dick grayson you got superboy miss martian you know um superboy uh, superboy artemis. yeah counter can artemis uh was she originally created just for that show was she was she in no the artemis was created by... Artemis might be my favorite, actually. She was, she was awesome. She became Tigress, so she was more mm -hmm. of a badass. Uh, almost Croc, and then you got... Uh, Aqualad. Aqualad. Kaldor. He's a, like, I think he was actually created for the show, and he got such a popularity boost that they created... They put more into the comics. Mm -hmm. And then you got uh, Kid Flash, which is Wally West. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a little shithead. It's funny as hell, but I like it. Oh, yeah, that's the flash like, i yeah. know i know i know i'm just saying it was well done as far as that aspect goes yeah up until in season two right where's wally oh yeah uh -huh. sorry that was a little dark humor um uh, so basically they're a, a subsection of the justice league team where i think if i read the premise correctly the league sends them in when the mission is like to uh I don't know. Like, there's too much publicity for the actual. Week yeah, to go they into. they basically either send them into like covert missions yeah. or like their bitch missions that they don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you, I guess you could say that. And and the Justice League are in there. You like? Yeah. Shazam pops up. Batman, Superman, Flash. Yeah. Green Arrow. They're all in there. Wonder Woman. They're just in there in a less capacity. Yeah. And then they'll like constantly rotate out other superheroes. Right. You have a uh, Doctor Fate, which. Actually, it's kind of a dark turn for Satana, who is a like the sixth ranger, and halfway through, I think season one, 
She's mm-hmm. on Young Justice team. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's season one. She puts on Dr. Fate's helmet, the helmet of Naboo, which if anyone knows about DC Comics, at least in this run, if you put the helmet of Naboo on, you basically become Dr. Fate. You get the powers of the Lord of Order. Yeah. But Naboo is, doesn't want you to take the helmet off. He wants to say Dr. He is Dr. Fate, and basically you lose your will. You let your independence and your liberty. So, um, you know, spoilers, well, spoilers for like eight years now. Uh, Zatanna, <laughs> yeah. Satana um, puts the helmet on, I think defeats uh, Clarion, the witch boy. Yep. Yeah, he was weird. I don't. I didn't like him. Well, he's a little bitch. So, oh, damn. Yeah. No, and with, with no, the cat. Well, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> with the little cat or whatever. Yeah. Continue. Like the cat. Tigra. Tigra? Yeah. Tico! Clear on the witch boy. I don't know. He's alright. Keeps more prominence. But uh, anyway, Zatanna puts the helmet on, but in order to get it off, her father Zatara makes a deal with Nabu, where he'll put the helmet on if he frees Zatanna. And then, um, Eric, I'm probably going to spoil it a little bit for you. Go for it. Uh, Go for it. You know, the helm, the, the uh, Nabu still has the helmet, helm on Zatara. And at, honestly, there's like kind of a sad part of the season three where Satana only gets to meet her father one hour every year, one year per year every year. And you just see like the strain and the power of being Dr. Fate has taken his toll on Satara because when he first appeared, he was like younger, fit, like 40 year old in his prime. And then he's kind of like almost like a broken man because he's got like the beard of sorrow. He's all white now. He's got wrinkles in his eyes. And, yeah. Like Zatara, Zatanna breaks down crying because like she only gets to see her father one hour every year. It's like, yeah, that, that, that's tough. that was not something I saw in like the, the first season. There so. was a lot of, I think there was a lot of, even in when the show was on Cartoon Network, there was a lot of adult elements that yeah. people weren't ready for. And that, then, then in the DC Universe, they added the adult elements. Yeah. Adult elements to it. So definitely season three is something you got to check out. I know, like, I'll get there. I gotta remember <laughs> what episode was one of my favorites from when it was on uh, Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. Um, well, I, I like. Jesus, a bunch of I liked. They uh, had, they had a lot of good villains too. Yeah. They had uh, didn't they have the Legion of Doom? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they had Legion, Legion of Doom. Doom was in it. They had the light. Yep. Actually, the light is still a big part in season three. Yeah. Like secret, um, secret evil squad. Red Arrow, uh, was, was Brainiac in there? I forgot if Brainiac was in there at all. No, Brainiac was in there. They brought Lobo in, and they yep. brought Darkseid in, I think, in the season two. And then the guy that wasn't Gorilla Grodd, but was still a Intelligent oh, Monkey. Ultra Humanite. There you go. <laughs> I didn't know what his name was. There's a lot of... There's a lot of... Uh, well, I mean, like, yeah. Gorillas. There was a lot of adult elements, I think, mm-hmm. for the show. Um... I mean, it was good. Yeah, it's probably I, one of my uh, favorite animated DC yeah, shows. Yeah, which uh, also makes the point of how come we Young Justice got canceled and the Teen Titans original show got canceled, but we still have uh, Teen Titans Go, or just uh, well, it's just different audience. It makes Young Justice. They talked to like I, I was reading an article mm-hmm. that said um, I guess like toy sales were bad. It's always about the, it's always about the toys. And Cartoon Network decided to cancel it. I mean, I can understand that though, because. A lot more money can be made off of toys than the TV shows. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, kind of. Uh, who, who buys toys anymore? No, that's a good point too. I don't. I don't know. That's another argument. 
mean, I buy them just to hang on my wall. That's about it. Right. Uh, okay. But like, as far as kids go, I don't. The most people are just buying their kids cell phones and tablets and video games. What a sad world we live in. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, that's the future. But a lot of good animated stuff. Yeah. Though too. Uh, outside of Young Justice, you got all of the classic like Batman animated films, like Batman and Mister Free Sub Zero, Batman Master of the Phantasm, yeah, um, the World's Finest with Batman and Superman, Joker yep. and and uh, Lex Luthor. Lex, there you go. It's got the original voice actors, Clancy Brown as Lex. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two. Yep. Um, new one, Batman Hush. I think was made. They did release it on DVD, but most of the, most of it's available on yeah. DC Universe app and not anywhere else, yeah. as far as I know. We got yeah, all the animated movies that DC has done and are available mm-hmm. on the animated app. Yep. I'm sure the Batwoman. Oh, that was a good one. Bad Blood, Under the Red Hood, just a bunch of classic like animated stuff that you can get. Um, yeah, that's oh, and Watchmen. You can watch the live action Watchmen too. I didn't. Yeah, I which saw that. we want to. I want to ask Ray about that opinion because I've I've heard it's extremely uh. I liked it. You know, they also got like the original Superman one and two on there. And you don't have three and four because those are garbage. Yeah, you should definitely check out the original. Well, they got the Supergirl movie from '84, which I heard was garbage. I mean, they have a bunch of like good stuff and bad stuff on here. I think. I think it's a a mixed bag of a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, Don't expect to see um, like. Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy on yeah. here though. That's not on there. And I'm pretty sure that Aqu- all the recent DC. Yeah. Movies yeah. Either, Aquaman's so. not on there. Shazam's, Shazam's not. It's mostly like the old stuff in the original, the DC universe original. Yeah. Like they got Batman. Beyond. Static Ooh, shock. shock. Superman oh, I love that the animated series. The Batman. Yeah. The Batman was all right. Just hit or miss. My personal favorite Batman Brave and the Bold is on here. Hmm. Which I can't, I can't recommend that series enough. If anyone wants just some like campy Batman fun, Golden Age, yeah, that yeah. was really good. All right, but yeah, there's a lot yeah. of cool stuff on here. Yeah, so de- de- it's definitely worth checking out if you're a comics fan, just a, just a fan in general. If you're looking for something different, yeah, I, I think this is the way to go. They um, even got like different documentaries on here, mm-hmm. like. Batman Unmasked, Psychology of the Dark Knight. Oh, jeez, Eric, you can Amazing talk. Amazing story yeah. of Superman showcasing Brandon Routh on there, so that's really cool. I feel like you said Brandon Routh specifically for me, right? <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got the spirit on here. Yeah, I think it, yeah, like, a, I mean, we'll see. I think I definitely prefer this over, like, Hulu and yeah. um, Amazon Prime, even though Amazon's putting out some good stuff now. With uh, good omens and um, the, boys. the boys, but um, I think DC Universe stands right, like not right, ne- right behind Netflix, but it's up there. Yeah. Um, we'll see where it stands in a couple months when DC uh, Disney comes out with theirs. Oh man, Disney is like the. Di- <laughs> I hope this this app continues to be successful, yeah. but we'll see how Disney treats it. Man. Disney's like unstoppable dark side. <laughs> yeah. Well, so this next segment, I'm actually pretty stoked about. So for those of you listening, well, obviously you're listening. Um, I have had some back to back. I know you did, but um, I just had two back to back weekends where I kind of did some things that really 
pushed me to my limits, I would say. Um, not last weekend, but the weekend before I came off my first half marathon, um, and ran it up in Portland, Maine, Blueberry Cove, Tenants Harbor. And I'm kind of trying to tie this around our inspiration section, which is going to be based around a quote by me. First time I came up with something original, <laughs> And Make it, sure you trademark that. I, I'm trademarking it right now. Um, Challenge and it, accepted. And it kind of goes along the lines of like, be comfortable with being uncomfortable or be comfortable with pain because the moment you're comfortable with these two things, you can fight your way out of basically any situation. You can fight your way out of any problem. You can come up with a solution with every problem. And it kind of ties to like, that's basically your, the surefire way of becoming like a superhero almost because almost every single superhero like Batman or Superman or whoever, Captain America, that's how they solve their problems. They get used to the pain that they, that push their limits Mm -hmm. and they come, that's how they succeed. That's how they win. That's how they come up with solutions they get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So, Eric, are you saying I actually am from the planet Krypton? No, you're not. Oh. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm trying to tie this with my <laughs> last two weekends because um, my race was definitely... Yeah, tell us a little bit about that race there, Eric. I was in a lot of pain. I actually got to mile eight, or not mile eight, maybe mile nine, and actually got to the point where I almost couldn't walk. Oh, wow. Because my hamstrings were inflamed. How far was this race? You said it was a half marathon? Yeah, half marathon. So so 13.1. And it had hills. It had, like, it it was a rough course. Did did you ever do anything like this beforehand? No. You won a couple of races? I basically started, started really running in January and moved from a 5K all the way to a half marathon in eight months. So I basically, good. I basically came from nothing and I'm not, I'm not saying this to like brag about myself. I'm but saying so this, hey, I'm, brag about yourself, no, I, I'm saying this because anything is possible. Anybody can do this. I'm not anything special. Like I came from running like a couple miles to doing this and I'm going to move on to be doing a marathon down the road or an ultra marathon down the road. But I'm kind of trying to connect it because like, like I was saying, you too can kind of be like a superhero in that aspect if you are comfortable with being uncomfortable. I was like uncomfortable for that almost entire race. I was in pain. I haven't there yet, dude. I'm like mile five. <laughs> you'll get there though. If <laughs> if you want to get there, you'll get there. Yeah. But like, I was I basically limped across the finish line. I, I had to stop a couple times to stretch and get the pain out. My hamstrings were like on fire and everything. But like, that's, that's the whole aspect. I was very uncomfortable with what I was doing, but I kept pushing and pushing. And if you become comfortable with that uncomfortableness, you can basically do anything. You can break your expectations of what you can do. And that's kind of why I went through this torture of doing a half marathon and running because I don't care how good of a runner you are. No runner actually likes the fucking run. Yeah, that's, running that's, is the fucking worst thing true. there is. Um, 
And this it is, is it is a love hate relationship. When I run, that I'm always kicking myself. And it crying. hurts. It always does. Yeah. It always hurts. But it's one of those things that's actually really, really good for you. Yeah. It's the best way to get in shape, mm-hmm. but it's also the most one of the most painful. Yeah. And to, just a heads up: anybody who wants to consider running outside or on the treadmill, uh, one get proper footwear and yes. make sure you get, like, stretch and stretch. Yeah, stretching is key. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people who have hurt themselves because they didn't stretch. Yeah, exactly, and it's, I it's it's just what it is. I, I got I got through it regardless of the pain. Yeah, I couldn't really walk for a couple of days after, but I got over it and and stretched and iced, and I'm I'm fine today. Um, and it kind of brings me to another guy that I was listening to on the Je- the Joe Rogan experience. Um, he brought on a guy named David Goggins, who. For those of you who don't know who he is, he's kind of well crazy, but um, he crazy. he went from being he went from being 297 pounds, mm-hmm. having to lose 100 pounds to get into the Marines. Ended up getting into the Marines in the Army. Voluntarily did three hell weeks of the Marines, I'm and sure he that's the Navy dude. Whatever Navy, so, yeah Navy Seal. He was a Navy, Navy Seal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay, Eric. I, I forgive you. <laughs> And they basically kicked him out because he was pushing it so hard that he was getting injuries and actually breaking his legs and stuff. So, yeah, he he became so extreme that they Mm -hmm. had to kick him out. But even going back, though, he ran a 100-mile race without having done a marathon before. (laughs) He was to the point where he was shitting himself. He was basically peeing brown. And he he did it because you know what he he hated who he was, he wanted to basically kill the guy who he was and become a better person and do all these cool badass things. So it's kind of all about what you want to do, and um, the excuses like of you know I can't do that, like I'm you know too stupid or I'm too fat or I'm too lazy or whatever. That's just excuses that you just kind of. I mean, if you think that, it's going to happen. I think we've all been there, dude. I, I know yeah, I absolutely. I think we all have. You know, that bad mindset. But, again, if you put yourself through all that struggle, all that pain, it's only going to further your character. You're going to get – you're going to push your limits to become a better person, better shape, better what, whatever you want to be. Um, so that – in that – again ties to the whole superhero thing where like it's not easy and like it doesn't help that all these social media platforms just show all these perfect lives and everything yeah well we all know a lot of that's made up but what a well even then like a lot of it too is you're only seeing the good stuff of all the accomplishments already you're not seeing the per all the struggles that that person is going through so you're just skipping to the end where they do it the highlights yeah, a lot of people don't understand that there is nobody is just given the free pass. I mean, there's a couple of cases about that, but that's a whole different thing. Paris Hilton. Well, there's a lot of rich people like that, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. But for a majority, it's not the case. A lot of people work their way into yeah. what they got and everything, and I just kind of want to hit that home. Um, so <laughs> that was like two weeks two weeks ago for me. And then this past weekend, and this is why we couldn't do an episode last week, I was up in the Adirondacks with a couple friends, 
and we ended up doing. Um, Guys, give me a shout out to Eric. You know, oh yeah, I'll mention Kyle, Kyle Tignioni, Christina Kingsley, um, Kyle's cousin Jess and Joe. Um, we all went up to the Adirondack High Peaks and went into Marcy's Dam and camped out there a night and ended up hiking Phelps Mountain, which is one of the forty-six. And those of you nice. who don't know what the forty-six are, it's the 46 peaks in upstate New York and in the Adirondacks that are, uh, yes. that are over 4,000 feet. Say, Eric, the Adirondacks are in New York, correct? I think they go into other states, though. I don't I, think it's like – I'd have to double-check that. I'm okay. I'm probably going to sound stupid, but okay. – um, That's what you already sound stupid. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was the first day. Then we, uh, we actually hiked four miles in – and stayed at a lean-to by Colden Lake, and it was lakeside. We had almost our per, uh, our per own personal lake that you wake up in the morning, walk out of lean-to, and the lake's right there. Oh, that's pretty nice. You said it near Lake Placid? It is around the Lake Placid area. It's some, okay. about 20-ish minutes away from Lake okay. Placid. Just trying to give some people some context, like where yeah. we were exactly. And then we ended up hiking one day Mount Marcy, which is Ooh. the tallest of the Adirondacks. At oh, I gotta look up the the exact height. It's probably higher than Mount Quarry Lock, which is the highest peak in Massachusetts. Yeah, it's it's five thousand three hundred forty four feet. Ooh, nice. Um, I'll look up Phelps real quick too, Dang. just just <laughs> to those who are interested. I gotta go up to the Adirondacks because I've always pictured like the Adirondacks like these slow, like like these sloping hills and not not like these tall peaks. Oh no, it's it. They have like the high peaks region, and then and then around the high peaks, there's like smaller ranges. Um, and then what did I say? Mounts. So when you're going up the backside of Marcy, uh, the Mount Colden uh, side, you get to a point out where you're one mile away from Marcy. You can actually see the peak from the cross. And then if you take a right, you go up Skylight. And so we ended up doing both. And Mount Skylight is a half a mile from that point. And Mount Skylight is, what did I say, 4,926 feet. And my, I think Skylight was probably my favorite. Because if when you get to the top, you have a glorious view of Marcy right there. Yep. And then there's like a I don't I don't know what the exact name of that lake slash river was, but there's a river that you can see hmm. off to the side, and it's like less trafficked than Marcy because Marcy is the tallest, so a lot of people like to do it. But at the top of Marcy, it's nice because you can see into Vermont, so you can see Camel's Hump, you can see Mansfield. And then you can see... Um, well, Mount, Man Mount Mansfield? Yeah, Mount Mansfield. You can see Mansfield from the top oh, of sweet. Marcy, which I found out, which is pretty cool. Um, we tried to see Mount Washington, but I don't think we could. Yeah. <laughs> which would be pretty... But it's, it's interesting because we looked it up, and the latitude of Marcy and Mount Washington are almost exactly the same. They were like 0.1 off of one another. So latitude-wise, they're the same. Um, it's just about um, longitude. Um, but yeah, Skylight was my favorite. 
So all together, because then the last day we actually had to hike six miles out. And this is where the whole getting comfortable with being uncomfortable comes into play. So I stupidly did not bring a rain jacket. My buddy Kyle, thank you so much, by the way, if you're listening. He got me a poncho. Mm -hmm. And I actually had to hike. We hiked out six miles in torrential downpour winds the whole nine yards and i had a 60 pound pack on my back so because we had i say eric why don't you tell people what um how you how did you, how did you camp out how did you uh oh yeah so i had to bring well, like what do you mean like well like you said you, you tell me that you lived off of pasta and oh yeah so cheese. food so food we basically survived for four days off of oatmeal Tortillas with peanut butter, and then for Kyle it was almond butter because he's allergic to peanuts. Peanuts, um, and then pasta. So that was our base, and then we had <laughs> snacks like we had trail mix and everything, and then survived off of water, for for drinks. And we actually got to the point where we ran out of water and we had to filtrate it from the lake. Ooh. So we wow. had like water treatment stuff. So we were we were in the back country. The boonies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where the whole way back, it was downpouring. We were soaked. We hadn't showered in four days. We were running low on food. So it was kind of like, again, the whole being comfortable with the uncomfortable. You weren't about to draw straws, right? Like, all right, we're all hungry. So. <laughs> no, no, we didn't get to that point. Okay. But like, <laughs> I, but I mean, it was six miles to the car because it was two miles from Marcy's Dam to the parking lot and then four miles from Marcy's Dam to the lodge. And um, the six miles was brutal we killed it in four miles uh four miles four hours but it was we and to get there you had to climb up ladders climb down ladders you were along the lakeside along wooden planks so it wasn't like it was just one trail going straight flat across we had to climb up and down with bear canisters and these heavy packs bear and, canisters yeah you when you go to the when you camp out in the backcountry, yeah. you have to rent these bear canisters to put your food in so the bears can't oh, get them right. because oh. you are in black bear country. Yeah. We we luckily didn't see any bears, but they force – when you're camping out, the ranger comes around and actually forces you to have one. Well, that, that makes sense. You know, the guy – Yeah. Like you don't want a bear following you because of your food. Right, exactly. Have you ever encountered a bear while you're out there? I was in New Jersey once and I saw a bear, but it – it was, yeah, of all places in New Jersey, <laughs> I was hiking, and it was a baby bear, a cub, so. Was the baby bear hitchhiking on the Jersey Turnpike? No. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't see a mama bear that day, but oh, yeah, um, the baby bear sprinted across the trail and vanished, so I don't sure, know what happened uh, to it. Ever fight a grizzly bear in the wilderness? No, thankfully. No, I've, seen, I've seen kangaroos and koala bears, though, because I was hiking in Australia. Oh, yeah. I forgot to go to Australia. Koala bears are mean, though. You don't want to touch koala bears. No, they're called uh, drop bears. They're Australian drop bears. Well, it's not even so much that. Is this is going off on a little tangent? But koala bears actually have syphilis because oh. of their sexual nature and their habitat and everything. So they're actually really mean too. So you can actually contract. Huh. Yeah. So careful with those. So anybody listening, don't touch anything in the wildlife. <laughs> yeah, and then even worse are kangaroos when you're out there hiking because they're actually nasty. Oh yeah, they can kill you with their kick. 
basically. Okay, another thing for all you listeners. If you go to Australia, everything, everything wants to kill you. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Australia is a beautiful country, but yeah. that, 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 that's another episode. <laughs> Going back on track, though. Yeah, the six miles was brutal. We were soaking wet. Hadn't had showers in days. Uh, Kyle was injured. My back was killing me because of the 60 pounds or whatever. And I, it could have been even more than 60 pounds. I didn't actually weigh it. I just knew it was at least 50 to 60 pounds that I was carrying. Uh. And, like, it was probably because I was stupid because I packed more than I should have. But I'd rather pack too much than too little. You see, Mr. Fagan, I want to know what's going to break first. Your mind or your body. Luckily, neither one of them. And I mean, I felt, I felt the pain in my back the next day. But um, that that's like my quick tidbit for um, my last two weekends. It's it definitely taught me a lot about myself, which I think everybody should like in some capacity push themselves to that point where you don't like get out of your comfort zone yeah get out of your comfort zone because i definitely because i don't sleep well as it is and i barely slept that weekend like last weekend so doing all these hikes on no sleep and then the whole kind of you know you have to eat very little i think for me that would probably like my that'd be the thing i have to watch out for because i like to eat yeah and uh yeah and and we're splitting it we we yeah we're yeah you you get more than just hangry trust me um and then you know there's no toilets out there so you know how you go to the bathroom yeah you hold it for 48 hours oh that's kind of what i did but (laughs) we we don't have to go into details about that but i mean it's it is a really awesome experience because you get out of your tent or your lean-to. And, yeah. and for those of you who don't know what a lean-to is, it's kind of like a wooden structure that has half a roof that you can um, sleep in without a tent. Are, so so that's what they're called. Yeah. So it's like almost like half a teepee kind of thing, okay. but it's made out of wood. And you basically put your sleeping bag down, your, your sleeping pad, and just sleep there. And you actually have to share it with other people. Like, so if there's some people that come in the middle of the night that are looking for a place to stay and you have room, they you're supposed to share it with them. Oh, uh, yeah. See, because oh, yeah. up there it's first come first serve. They don't charge you for a campsite or a lean to. It's first come first serve, but you're expected to share it if somebody comes. Gotcha, huh? So it's a good thing and a bad thing. Like, but the hiking culture is really nice, where like. A lot of people have the same mindset and everybody's chill and relaxed and everything. So sharing something like that isn't really a big deal. Yeah. You see, you get that in the hiking culture. I don't see a lot of that in the skiing culture. It's more like first come, first serve, me, me, me. Oh, that's that's also because of the different demographic too. Ah, yes. And then you have the whole rivalry between skiers and snowboarders. So, I mean, there's that, but... um, I definitely recommend doing something like this. It, it was unbelievable that I could get up in the morning and do like five different mountains if I wanted to. Um, I mean, I think my first thought was unbelievable that you got up in the morning at all. Cause... <laughs> and then like there was one night too, and I was telling him about this, but one night we went out and there was a clear night, stars all over the sky. There's no light pollution and you can see the stars reflection in the lake. Yeah, that, that's so awesome. you can that's see an ex- cool. you can see an exact reflection of the mountains and the the stars in the lake. It was which is like out of this world. Like mm-hmm. you don't get that anywhere else because of all the, the light pollution. Especially not around here, even where I'm up up at Yeah. It's it's and it's just so quiet and so silent, but 
again, it's for a lot of people, it's discomfort because you don't have all of the luxuries that you would have, like, like cooking food on like a little propane, like little burner rather than like an oven or there's no fast food restaurant to get a burger. (laughs) You got to, everything you take with you, you got to carry out. There's no trash. And specifically in this area too, I forgot to mention this. You can't make a campfire because of the bears and everything. So you actually had to bring your own stove if you wanted to cook. Did you guys bring your own stove? I had, we had these single burners that we used. Okay. So otherwise you'll be cooking out of, out of it, no, you do. You should buy those MREs that I like to buy. No, those are disgusting. <laughs> but no yeah, that, but yeah, that that's like my last couple couple weeks. It, it it was just one of those like personal growth things that I've been looking for, and it it, it just makes me want to do more with like the whole half marathon thing. Listening to David Goggins talk about like how he came about and and where he is now, it's just kind of making me want to do more and push myself more, which is what I'm going to do. And this, I'm going to try to push this podcast. I mean, I will not accept failure for this podcast. (laughs) We are going to make it there. Um, yeah. Um, so that anything else you guys want to say real quick? Uh, well, I just just want to say I, I need to get a few more hikes in before the season's out. Hell yeah. I'm I'm in, I'm down. I haven't uh, done that in a couple of weeks. And we're going to get right out there, too. Yes, we're gonna we are. I don't know, man. Borderlands 3 comes out <laughs> this week. So. Uh, this weekend. I got it. I don't know. Maybe this week. Matt Washington will take him, we'll take him on first. No, we're so not going to kill him on his first night. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, th- it all comes back to the whole, like, pain. Be comfortable with pain. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And you really shouldn't settle in life. I think you really should keep expecting more for yourself you don't want to settle on one thing you always want to keep improving because you deserve that you deserve better than what you're getting i think that's like the perfect mentality um a couple quick things before we close up shop um we are trying to do a couple things what are you laughing about (laughs) nothing i just uh nothing i got nothing okay (laughs) don't worry about it um Couple things. We are gonna try to um, do some special mini episodes now yeah. with character-based stuff. So, um, for those of you who think our <laughs> almost two-hour-long episodes are a little bit long, we're uh, Kristen's sister and Megan. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Eric's sister. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, we are gonna try to do like smaller minisodes. S- yeah, minisodes that are mostly character-driven, so that. We can come back with these longer episodes with like a more structured based. Yeah, structured and more like maybe de- debate driven episodes. Uh, that's gonna get dangerous. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what we want. That's what, what we want. What debates are we talking? I don't about? know. We might not have a podcast well, after yeah. those. But um, depends yeah. on what we say. And then I uh, threw Ian out of the car a couple weekends ago. I know. I know. Are you it, still on that? <laughs> Hey, man, and, like, <laughs> we won't talk about it. I don't want to start anything. So we're going to try to do that and then obviously some more mini nature episodes because we know that we've been kind of focusing more on the, the geek stuff. I yeah. get We do get carried away, but we're going to try to keep doing that. We're keep adding to the website, so keep checking those out. Thank you guys again for those of you who consistently w- listen to us every week. Even though 
it's not every week. <laughs> yeah, even though we've broken we're that a couple times. It. Yeah, we are getting yeah, better with the scheduling. We're trying to balance the podcast and real life, which as yeah, you guys know, sometimes the work life balance. balance. Yep. Hmm. What about that? That work. magical formula that yeah. we don't seem to solve. Yeah. Uh, huh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So keep checking that out. I blanked what I was gonna say. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Letter E, letter Z, Spidey eight. You can follow me at uh, Sully1918. There you go. Again, two weeks in a row. I'm proud of you. Uh, Capray Flash on Instagram. Clark Ray Ken on Twitter. There you go. And then, obviously, the Adventure Geeks on most of our social media platforms. Uh, And then we'll catch you guys next week. Stay tuned. Get you on the flip side.